Blue Collar Fitness. What is Blue Collar? Blue Collar is a mindset and attitude, and it's work that you can be proud of. I'm Trevor Powers. I'm Connor Burton. And I'm Josh Sargent. Whether you go to the gym, work at the gym, own the gym, or if you're just a creeper pretending to do curls watching girls on the elliptical, this podcast is for you, even you. Welcome to episode three. Blue episode, Collar Fitness. Episode whatever episode we're you on. You know it. We just did so many uh, intro recordings, and I yelled at my clients so much today. Not in a mean way, just a motivating way. I, I lost my voice. So a little crack here and there. That's uh, that's what's going on. Yeah, we did about 30, no, probably about 69 takes of uh, 69. Yeah, oh. of our uh, 6.69. With and 420 words. Yeah, yeah, four twenty, and we, we we may need some uh, voice coaching after this, but um, no, what, no, we definitely need some voice coaching. Some you need voice water, coaching. Use some salt water. Gargle some shit. Oh yeah, a little bit of salt water, a little bit of uh, aloe vera. You know, honestly, I didn't think that going up to the mic would be that hard. I mean, for me, at the start when I w- would record videos, like it was mm-hmm. weird talking to the camera, but like going up to a mic, I, dude, like, it's I hard. Didn't, I, I didn't realize that I sounded flat because I was tight. Like when you're tight, you're not He's relaxed. Tight. You're, you're gonna be really yeah. kind of, you know, talking really flat. But what did you guys think about about the whole intro introduction? Recording? I like, I really like our intro, and I, mm-hmm. I think that I think it's good that we took time. But I think that we're a little particular about it, just a little, guys. But I think our last our last take was literally perfect. So, well, Trevor, I think you're perfect, buddy. Oh. Oh. I was going to say, oh, we, we wouldn't have cry. to take so many of it, wouldn't have for Trevor, but okay, we'll go with it. Uh, yeah, it's all my fault. I'm sorry, We everyone. still love you. You're perfect just the way you are, little guy. Okay, now they're lying to me. <laughs> now they're so, liars. Uh, I was thinking we could go over some uh, some morning routine things today. Ooh, Ways to set up idea. your day. That's not a bad idea mm. at all. In a way that leads to being productive and you know healthy and leading a fitness lifestyle. So uh, I know Connor, you're a really big morning routine guy. Uh, what are some things that you have learned uh, about a morning routine that helps you be more productive and stay on top of your day? Yeah, so uh, I do do a morning routine and. I separate it into six parts so that it's really organized. Oh, my God. So, You're that organized about your mornings? Jesus. Uh, I will admit I did read a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And so the first thing I do in the morning is to set your breathing because we constantly go, out th- go throughout our days with, you know, a lot of work. We're, you know, it's a great way to counteract stress. So I do about 10 minutes of deep breathing in silence and then I do my affirmation. So for me, that's, you know, how can I be a better trainer? What am I going to do for my day? It's kind of weird. It's like contemplation. You're talking to yourself, but so it's like it's meditation. It's meditation. It's setting your purpose. Yeah, you're, you're talking out loud. You know, you know, um, you're just doing it by yourself. Then the next one is visualization. I just I just close my eyes for about ten minutes, and then the next one is E for exercise. So exercise um, for me, what I like to do is warm up my joints, and I do some functional range stretching and mobility. I might do a little bit of jump squats, and then the next one, get ready for it, R for reading. So I like to read a little bit. Read either a really good self-development book. And then the last letter of savers is S for scribing. Um, that's just to make sure that the word says savers and not savor, you know, savor with the W for writing. Mm-hmm. But scribing is writing. So I just write, you know, for about 10 minutes. 
And guess what? Like, you know, if you're going to go, go about your day, you might as well start out your day with your mindset. Like, really set your mindset. So write down on a sheet of paper, and that way you can get your thoughts onto the paper and really organize your daily goals. So, I mean, for me, workout, write, read, that's a key to having a healthy and successful day for me. So can you can you lay that out one more time? And that was uh, good. Yeah. There was a lot of parts. I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I have to change my answer because I was just gonna say go pee. So. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. How do you wake up? Well, I, I, I go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That that was a long list. So the first thing I do is I do deep breathing, and then I do affirmations, and then I work out, and then I read. And then after the reading to really get the information down and write down daily goals, I write my journal for about eh, 10 minutes. That sounds like a great uh, practice for someone in COVID lockdown. That's very good. Um, you know, that that's a really good way. No, he's, to... been, he's been doing this for like a year and a half, two years. That's Yeah, one year, actually. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really? awesome. So when you're at the gym, at what, what time do you get up before, you know, when you have like a 6 a.m. client, how do you, how do you make that happen? Well, let's say, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to have a 6 a.m. client, then I would wake up at 4.30 or 4 o'clock. Um, today, I did not have a 6 a.m. client, so it, I woke up at 5 o'clock, and the routine takes an hour. I mean, if you want to cut it down, that's fine, but for me, a whole hour gets, you know, my breathing under control. Um, I work out, get the heart rate up, write a little bit, get my daily goal set, and you could be on your way in, like, in a half hour to an hour, so. That's really important, you know, mm-hmm. if you read a lot of books by like Tim Ferriss or Aubrey mm-hmm. Marcus. Tim they have, Ferriss. They have books out where, you know, they, they go through the routines of very successful people, millionaires, and all these people have a set morning routine that they do on a regular basis, and it just sets the the tone for their day and their, their productivity. Yeah, uh, Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans, and 40, uh, 40-Hour Workweek. Uh, mm-hmm. those, are, those are two really, really good books for, uh, for setting a – uh, habitual schedule absolutely and, you know and you can also read own the day by Arby marcus and that book you know I, I need to read the four hour work week again i listened to it while i was working four. out one time um doing cardio and i was like dieting for a show and then yeah, I, it, it was not i did not actually absorb the knowledge but there are a couple things that i've gotten out of uh own the day Barbary Marcus, and I'm actually able to incorporate those into my early mornings because a lot of the time I'm at the gym by 4.45 for my first client. So that means I'm up around 3.30 or um, 3.50 a.m. So there's not a lot of time there for me to do a lengthy morning routine. But some things that I got out of that book that really helped me is uh, Meathead Lemonade, in the morning, <laughs> uh, a lot of times after you sleep, you have you're dehydrated, and if you want to be productive, you need to hydrate properly with proper electrolytes. So basically, what I have is a big old container of lemon lime mix juice. I just put a squirt of that into some nice cold water with a pinch of Himalayan sea salt, and then I chug that in the mornings. And then one thing I've incorporated into that. Now that it's allergy season, is some local uh, raw honey. So I'll put that right in there. So the first thing I do in the morning, like Dave says, I take a piss. <laughs> I wasn't going to include that, but that's but that's some, hydration. But that is the first. If, if, yeah, if we're being honest, first thing I do is I take a piss. I run downstairs. I put a 
uh, coffee Keurig pod in the uh, the uh, you know the Keurig, the coffee maker, whatever you want to call that thing. Keurig coffee, <laughs> and then I chug my meathead lemonade with a little bit mm. of uh, my anti-allergy, um, you know, anti-allergy hydration concoction. The coffee that I've used that actually helps me a lot, and this is not a uh, this is not a plug. We're not officially sponsored by these guys, but it's a uh, called a Vita Cup. And it has a cordyceps mushroom blend in it, as well as about 200 milligrams of caffeine. And that thing gets me going. I could have slept two hours and I'm awake Mm -hmm. at 3.30 in the morning. So then I'll run upstairs. I will take a cold shower. Uh, I also got that out of the book and a lot of other books, actually. Like the fourth book and the fifth podcast I listened to that said you should start taking cold showers. I was like, okay, I need to start taking cold showers. Um, and it just, I believe it makes you more robust. I, you know, it's been shown, you know, a lot of people have done, uh, they've researched Wim Hof and his techniques, and it builds your immune system, builds your ability to fight off uh, E. coli bacteria. And right now with COVID and everything, I, th- I think that's fantastic. I actually went to the coast last weekend and just in a pair of shorts, I went for a swim in the ocean, you know, and we are in Oregon. So typically most people, would just try be trying to play tough if they said it was you know if, if they were you know swimming in the Oregon Ocean, I was legitimately not cold. I just went for a swim in a pair of shorts, nothing else. The people I was with thought I was crazy. I wasn't shivering. <laughs> I wasn't cold. My body, I'm I believe has brown fat built into it, which is basically thermogenic adipose tissue. So it generates its own heat. It makes you really efficient with a cold environment. So thank you, quarantine. There you go. So there's something. Uh, <laughs> there's some positives. There's some positives, right? You know, mm-hmm. so you take that. You know, you know, and really, that's my only, um, my only morning practice. I I should, you know, incorporate some other things, especially now in quarantine when I'm not getting up at three thirty in the morning. It would be good for me to maybe get into a breathing practice, do some diaphragmatic breathing, do some box breathing resets stuff like that. Um, Trevor, Dave, you guys have any uh, morning routines that you're into? Yeah, for me, I, um, first thing, like whenever I, I wake up, I usually spend like the first couple of minutes in bed and kind of just think about my day, um, how it's going to be, but also how it was yesterday and just do some gratitude exercises. Um, just think about what I'm grateful for. Um, then, yeah, go take a pee. Um, and then I'm really big into meditation, so I usually uh, I have a couple of different meditations that I do in the mornings that help get me going just to clear things. And then you were talking about Wim Hof. Um, I've got the Wim Hof app on my phone, so I do the Wim Hof breathing exercise every morning. The I th- love that. That's 30, a good app. 30 breaths and hold for as long as you can. Do you do it with the cold exposure? No. Try that. Try that. Okay, yeah. It's uh, but I I, lo- I love Wim Hof. I think I think it's great, and and I notice a difference when I do the breathing exercise. His breathing exercises on his app, and again we're not sponsored. Um, it's just it, it's good. Um, and then from there I kind of just set my intention for the day because I think intentions are important, uh, and I just kind of uh, go from there. Trev. Wow, you guys uh, make my morning routine look Elaborate. like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wake up, take a piss, and go downstairs, make some coffee. Um, and, I mean, well, that's what I've been doing for during the coronavirus uh, quarantine. Um, if I have a morning client, if I have a morning client, I usually wake up maybe 
45 minutes before I have that client to go have coffee and I I don't really set intentions for the day which I probably should. I need to fucking take notes. What am I doing? You still play Fortnite all the time, right? No. No, I don't. I never once played Fortnite ever. Tre- Trevor already knows Minecraft. his intentions. He's a, he's a Minecraft. Dude, Minecraft was fun shit, man. Don't knock don't knock Minecraft. We have we have one gamer. We have represented from that community. This is now a one-fourth gaming-friendly podcast. So we're, you know, we're I love video games. Video games are fun. Gamers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I used to have uh, decent decent morning, like, habits. But the thing is, like, my sleep schedule has been so jacked up because of this whole thing. So sometimes, like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just because, like, throughout the day I don't do that much because there isn't really that much to do. Like, I'm so, I'm so used to, like, having something – more stimulating like with with friends or with clients or whatever whatever like what have you and uh and i feel like by the end of the day i'm still just so wide awake that i i don't go to sleep sometimes until like 3 a.m now because that's like i i just have so much energy throughout the day and i'll I'll still wake up at like six six or seven and and it's just it's just wild that i sleep three four hours and i have a dick load of energy are you stressed like what's what's going on yeah i mean this is kind of stressful i mean i don't i don't have i don't have work really i mean my gym shut down um the whole uh a lot of my clients didn't didn't want to or didn't elect to uh do like facetime um or zoom zoom classes or anything like that so i mean i'm just kind of hanging out and uh i mean throughout the day i'm doing a lot of like real estate involved stuff because real estate is actually a really good side hustle for for uh for personal trainers because we have a lot of time and a lot of clients that know people so um but yeah i mean that's that's what i'm doing right now is kind of focusing a lot of time on that until the gyms open back up because once again i'm i'm more of a hands-on trainer myself so the whole uh the whole like FaceTime training, it, it just it doesn't really. I'm not excited about it at all. So you have to be excited about it for your clients to buy into it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so I had to sell it to everyone. Like I mean, tomorrow though, I'm doing nine sessions. Yeah, that's that's in, awesome. In one day. That's awesome. Um, I but did you, seven today. You know. Yeah, a, a part of that though, you also had a, you had a lot of clients as is before True. this whole thing happened. Whereas I had like I was I was starting up and I was just getting getting on my feet with this whole thing to where I could pay my own bills and 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 whatnot, and then this literally swept my legs out from underneath me mm, yeah, and tough. just stole all my clients away. So. I think you've done a really good job of staying positive and oh, having yeah. a good mindset throughout all of it. I've never not been positive. That's something my dad taught me growing up. Uh, it's just like there's is is perspective. It's somebody. Somebody in the world has it worse than you have it. Somebody down the street has it worse than you have it. So just just count your blessings and, and go throughout your day with your head up. Like that's that's the way to go through life. Right. So and I almost feel like that's that's maybe why because I've I've had that mindset my whole life, I feel like that's maybe why I don't really like for instance, set my intentions for the day or like do my affirmations or whatnot. It's like because I always I always count my blessings. I, I always I guess that's my way of doing it. Is just mm, like it's just like I'm blessed. Yeah. Dave, so. how have you been working with your clients, you know, as as a life coach with keeping people positive during this time of of just a tough time for everyone in the world right now? 
Um, <clears throat> I, th I think one of the, the biggest things that I'm gifted with or I'm really good at is I teach people how to make money based off their passions. So if I've got somebody who's been laid off or if, like the gym's closed, kind of like what Trevor said, you know, my side hustle, you know, making money with this. Um, I'm teaching people how to how to do that, and I've had some pretty good success with some of my clients where they're they're actually making money off of their side hustles or their passions now, and they never knew how to monetize it before, um, and it, and, it, and it's been pretty successful. But I think that's one thing, and then just staying positive. Um, my type of life coaching is always focused around gratitude. You know, there are, there are so many people that are like, oh shit, you know, this sucks, my life is over, I lost my job, but no, it's not true. You know, they still have a support system, they have savings, they, you know, they have a house, they have tons of food in the house, and, and I point that stuff out. And uh, when, when you realize that it's not as bad as you think, that you have it really good compared to a lot of people, um, then it kind of sets, it kind of resets your brain um, to, to do that. But I, I think just, there are so many different ways to make money, there are different ways to do trade, barter, different mm -hmm. things like that, and I'm teaching people how to do that right now. Um, and I've had some success doing it, and I'm enjoying it. I remember a year and a half ago, I was really struggling as a new trainer with uh, income. And uh, you had me do a gratitude chart for all my clients. And so I, it didn't take me very long to write down all my clients. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty – all yeah. three of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I so mean, I graduated like – That's funny. That's I graduated funny. June in 2018. So then, yeah, I started training in July. So, yeah, it was I was like three or four months into personal training. I think I had five or six clients, and it was tough. Um, but then as so soon as I made that gratitude chart – um, you know, whether it was my mindset, my demeanor, I didn't have a, uh, scarcity mindset anymore. I started signing mm -hmm. people up left and right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I and remember I, that. you were so excited. Yeah. I, I hit, I started training basically two clients a week mm -hmm. for probably a solid four months after that. Uh, and, and when he says gratitude chart, what, what he did is he wrote the names of his clients and how much money they're paying him. And he wrote it all down for the month and he just got up every morning and he just, looked at it and he was literally grateful that they trusted him and they gave him money so mm -hmm. that he could survive. And then it just, because he lived in that state of, 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 of grace instead of the state of want, uh, he got more. I would picture the client's face and I would just in my mind, you know, be grateful that they trusted me with their fitness journey. And I, I took it their fitness journey very seriously you know and i think that helped me um at, you know my, people aren't stupid they can tell if you take them seriously and you take their goals seriously and I, I believe my clients and potential clients that i was having consultations with could could see that and they could tell that i, I was taking them seriously and their goals seriously so uh, i think it is a very valuable yeah and that's mm -hmm. one thing i noticed about the three of you i mean I, I, i've worked with a lot of personal trainers and you three take your, your clients are very seriously. You're very grateful mm -hmm. for them. And, and when your trainer's in front of you, you, or when your client's in front of you, you give them your full attention. And that is something that is rare and valuable, and it just speaks to your work ethic, and it speaks to your training. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome job. Like, you, you spoke on having the abundance mindset and being grateful for your, your clients literally trusting us to do a job that's our passion. Like, you know, we, we all started working out years ago, and we're able to take what we've learned and apply those, apply that to different people. Like that's amazing too. 
Well, and you kind of did the same thing because when you started out, you graduated school, you were living in Corvallis, and you, you, I mean, you and I came up with a plan where you would travel up here two days a week. Yeah. To get your, your class started. And you were just, you were doing it. You were staying overnight at friends' houses, your brother's house. Oh, it was tough. And, and, and it, it was, it was hard, but you, you never once complained. Out of all the outlines that you and I sat down and we built together, you never once complained and you did it. And all of a sudden you were up here more and more and more, and then you moved up here. So I was really proud of you. And thank you for that. And like, you know, I was, I was like, you know, thinking about that, like right now, I, an image came, came to my head, like me and me and Dave working together and like, and him being able to show me how to, to just set my mindset so that I can really focus on what I do have and what I'm grateful for. And dude, like graduating from Oregon State, you know, and a little bit later, I'm training clients up in Portland. Not too bad. Yeah, every single day. Sitting at this guy's place. (laughs) (laughs) Every single day when I have to wake up at 3.30, there's a part of me that goes, oh man, it's way too early. Why do you have to get up? And then I'm like, dude, this is the best job in the world. I get to go hang out at the gym, which is my favorite place to be, with really cool people, my clients, and help them work out, which is really fun, and they pay my bills for it. What better job there is there than that? Yeah, there is no you, better it's, job. It's the, best, it's the best for you. You develop a relationship with these people. You become friends with them, and then all, all you're doing is just hanging out with your friends all day. Hanging out with and, your and friends all day, a, doing your favorite thing. That's a very thing. important thing, though. That's mm-hmm. a very important thing is you have to be able to mesh with your clients well. And, the, and, and that's something that if you recognize, like, oh, like, I don't know if I really get along with this person, maybe it's time to maybe push or pass that person off to someone else, like, because, or like, if you have a friend that's similar, a friend that's similar to your client, you can pass that person off to that friend, and I mean, it's it's helpful to both of them because it's like, okay, we don't really get along that well. Like, maybe you don't have like similar views. You don't really have that much to talk about when you're when you're training this person, and I, I feel like that's something that that's really important when it when it it comes to like matching up with your clients, and yeah. uh, and I feel like I feel like you have that you have that mindset, like you maybe get into the mindset of that client before you get it, like start training them. Mm. You're like, oh, they like talking about this stuff, so let's talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, am, I am a small talk media consumer. <laughs> if I have clients that are into the stock market, guess what I make sure I do a little bit in my downtime? I'm listening to a stock market podcast or YouTube video, and I try to be at least you know, mildly educated in some things that they're interested in. And that way I can talk enough, you know, who, whatever. So say you're, you have a lawyer, right? And you're training a lawyer and they are really into immigration law. And that, that's what they do. Maybe you should have somewhat of a, a little bit of knowledge about current events. And then all you have to do is ask them a question about what's going on, you know, right now with immigration or immigration law. And then they'll talk for 10 minutes and then you ask another question. <laughs> and people... <laughs> People love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Your clients are not there to listen to your problems. I'm sorry. I hate trainers. Seeing trainers yeah. do when, that. When trainers talk too much, yeah, like, clients do not like that. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's, if you're having a bad day, it's okay to let your clients know that you are having a bad day or you're going through something. But you shouldn't just update them for an hour on your life and then go to the next, you know, and then next session. No, <laughs> figure out what your client is into. And then you're going to build rapport with that client and they're going to become emotionally invested in you. Rapport. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big word. That's a big word that I feel like a lot of trainers do not know what the fuck that means. 
<laughs> what does it mean? Well, I guess rapport is is building trust with that client. It's building emotional currency. So if they trust you, if you know, and and if they uh, you know enjoy being around you and view you as a as a friend and trusted professional, then you're you're set. And those are the clients you want. You don't want a big turnover. You don't want to always be looking for new clients. When that building phase, when you're looking for clients, sucks. You want to be in a phase where you're like, well, I'd like to train you, but this and this and this and this time mm. is taken. Maybe you can go train with my buddy Bob, you know, or you could show up at two on Tuesday and Thursday. That's all I have. That's where you want to be because you have those clients that are your bread and butter that are getting fantastic results that love hanging out with you. You love hanging out with them. You you don't want to you don't want to have an hour session that you're loathing every Wednesday at three where you have to listen to Millie. You know, complain just about complain life. about her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'll listen to Millie complain about her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll deal with it. But you you'd rather listen to you know Sarah. Who's also, you know, interested in something that you're interested in, and or just a positive person, or a positive yeah. person, yeah. exactly. And that, I mean, that's something. That's something else that we can help with too. Is just like, I feel like a lot of people have have a negative outlook on life because they just they have a ne- negative self image. They have just so many like negative things in their life, and and we can be that that good that good 30, 30 minutes to an hour of their day that, that is setting setting their day, like like what you guys are saying you, you, can, be the, you can be their counselor, like literally. Almost. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say <laughs> now, that. Uh, We're not now, licensed for that. Another, so. In other words, what I'm saying is you can help guide them in a more positive direction, which goes back to what you were saying, Josh. Like, listen to them. Um, make them feel important. Like, that's huge. Because, like, if you're talking to Billy Bob and he's, He's, you know, mentions his wife, Susan, and his his daughter Ellie. Like, remember their names. Yeah. Goes back right. if, if they're right. if they're feeling negative, uh, draw up draw up something positive. Yeah. Right. No yeah. matter how divert many. Divert the conversation. Divert the conversation. If it's going somewhere negative, I mean, address address it, but then divert it into something that's more positive mm-hmm. because you don't want a negative. You don't want them to come to your come to your training session and, and and just dump all their their negative bullshit on you because every day they're just going to do that and then it's going to weigh you down one and then two they're just going to view view you as that person instead of someone that's actually helping right right and i think what you have to do no matter how many sessions you've had you know they could be the 16th session of the day and you could be emotionally just drained but you have to remember that's their first session of the day and you need to make that the best the best hour or half hour or try to make it the best half hour hour of their day, even if it's 8 p.m. and you've been in the gym since 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So yep. it, every client, it's still their first session with you of the day, even if you've been there for 16 to 14, 12 hours. So I, I think that's one of the biggest things that, that keeps me I, – I have to remember, you know, if you've done a lot of sessions, you – you will feel uh, emotionally drained, and you have to mm-hmm. kind of fake it a little bit. Fake the enthusiasm. Sometimes you gotta fake it, but then that—that's where I think I think that uh, having those clients that you don't have to fake it is just gold. It's literal gold. Like well, e- even if like, they're your best friend, if you're completely emotionally drained, yeah, 
you don't want to talk to him. Well, you don't want to like. That's fair. You literally That's don't. Fair. You literally don't have the energy to to show enthusiasm. So just continue to, you know, give them positive compliments on their form, or just ask about their day. Ask yeah, what, what yeah. were what were three positive things about your day. Right. You know? I had a I had a session on Monday for life coaching, and I had something um, pretty serious happen prior to that with another client, and I was not in the mindset. I was actually driving here thinking I need to cancel because I'm not in the right mindset to to do it. But I got here, I put my game face on, I sat down, and she walked in, and her energy was so strong, and she was so positive and so happy that she, like, flipped my entire mood. That's awesome. And it ended up being, like, one of the best sessions I ever had. And it was just one of those things where that happens a lot to us. I mean, like, we'll come in, and, and even as personal trainers, I've seen it. I've seen you guys with clients where you're drained, you're tired, because you have to be a different person with every client. So Pretty then by much. the time it gets to the afternoon, you have that client comes in and they're like, oh my God, look at me. I've, 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 I've lost this much weight. Look, I'm in these jeans. Look at this picture, Josh. And then Josh is just like beaming with energy. It's like drinking a latte because the person is so happy. So we have those kind of clients too. And that's, I, I love those kind of clients. I think, yeah, Trevor will probably relate to this. It's kind of like being a cheerleader sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when you got to be fake. When you're in the game, <laughs> like when you're winning, when you're winning and it's like 5 p.m. and it's the beginning of the season, it's easy to be excited. It, yeah. But, but when it's 11 p.m., <laughs> it's a double overtime. You've lost the last six games. You worked all day your other job, and you don't have to get up early for your real job in the morning. Hashtag Oregon s- State football. <laughs> <laughs> and you still have that, to be that's excited. That's the story of it. That's the exact same thing. Like, you still have to be on. You need to put your game face on. You need to be on for your client all the time because they're paying you good money to be positive and to be a professional no matter how tired you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very and, and I don't know if this comes as a work ethic. But also I think it's like your demeanor. Like, you two have had some, some major surgeries this year. And during the whole surgery process, you both were so positive throughout the entire thing with the outlook. And you had, you had a great support system. We were there to support each other. But it's stuff like that that when things get you down and you're worried about it, you still stay positive. And I think a lot of people's mindset needs to be no matter how bad things are, it could be a lot worse. Oh, yeah. And you've survived every freaking horrible day you've ever had in your life. You're going to survive this one. Again, yeah. good old cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. To teach you lessons. Like, this sucks, but it could be worse. Wait, so, so those, those smiles be, were it fake? It could be fucking raining. All of a sudden, it starts raining. <laughs> those are fake God, smiles? Dang it. Here, let me talk about all your flaws. Then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Jeez Louise. I love it. So, uh, what a great episode, guys. Yeah. Uh, good, good talk on the quarantine and the morning routine and just overall lessons we can take with us. Absolutely. You guys have anything to add for our get our uh, our listeners here? Uh, stay positive, everyone. Yeah. Stay positive and uh, do one thing a day that uh, like if if you feel like you're going down a negative a negative like having a negative day, just do a reset. Do 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 one thing in the day that makes you happy. Do one thing, and then, I mean, are you mad because five minutes of your day was was messed up and like it ruined? The rest of your 24 hours, that's that's dumb. You should you should let you should not let five minutes of your day determine the rest of your day. It's just like a diet, right? Just because you mess up on a diet doesn't mean you should scrap the whole thing. Yeah, get no. back up, <laughs> dust the dirt off your off yep. your pants. Yep. Get yep. get chugging again on it and get right back on that diet, even though you messed up. Uh, it doesn't have to destroy your whole yep. your whole journey. I agree so. with that. Keep your day positive and remember to reach out to your family and friends, you know, it's a time right now, we're all kind of isolated at home, so to reach out and, you know, reach out to your family for that support system and keep on keeping on. Yeah, if you, uh, if you're thinking of somebody, call them. Yeah. Uh, I believe in that. 
Yeah, yeah. Definitely. unless they're like a toxic ex or something. True. <laughs> yeah, don't call them. But family, reach out to your family. Like They will greatly <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. This is true. All, All right. right. Love y'all. Okay. Follow us on Instagram, Blue Collar Fitness Podcast. Podcast. Blue Collar Fit Podcast. Blue Collar Fit Podcast.